I always like those those that music that just has like heavy drums. Mm-hmm. That's always been some of my favorite stuff. Oh, by the way, um, coming up here, as much as Mission Impossible Two was kind of a garbage movie, I still insist it has the best theme song. Metallica's "I Disappear" yes is a fantastic theme. Metallica should do more movie themes, in my opinion. I think that's the only one they ever did. <laughs> they need to do more because it's been. And their new album's coming out, by the way, in April. Speaking of, of Metallica and kind of tying in, well, Mission Impossible in our last episode, yeah. do you realize that the first Mission Impossible movie came out the same year you graduated high school? Now that you remind me. So did the first Scream movie. <laughs> because uh, Blake and I went and actually watched that movie the night before graduation mm-hmm. because we were talking to a couple of people while we were backstage, quote unquote, mm, sure. before graduation about that movie how cool it was yeah mission impossible pretty awesome <laughs> yep and both that movie and scream are still going it is and oh my they still gosh. have sequels coming good night yeah now i haven't really seen a whole lot of the scream franchise i've seen them all have you yes see i've never been a huge fan of like the slash him up <laughs> <laughs> see all right there man friend Brit. the shoot him up and the slash them up. Yeah. But I, I did see the first one. Believe it or not, I saw it on my mission for oh. the first time. Somebody had it at their house. I mean, All right. Because that's the kind of thing you watch. Sure. When you're on your mission. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I always enjoyed the uh, the slaughter of Drew Barrymore there. The I'm sure you did. <laughs> I'm sure that was your favorite scene. Uh, uh, it, it, was, it ranked up there. It ranked up there. And he's not a big fan of Drew Barrymore. No. No. <laughs> I loved her in E.T. It was downhill that from was there. That was it. Yep, that was but, it. Uh, <laughs> that was her peak. And speaking of movies, that's that's actually a good tie-in. Now, I will rewatch. Oh, by the way, this is the uh, the Brothers Ramble. Yes, we have already started rambling. We have, and I am the elder Ramble. My name is Andy. <laughs> I'm Ramble the younger. I'm Troy. <laughs> and uh, I I will always watch and rewatch pitch meetings on YouTube. Sure. Ryan George's pitch meetings because they're hilarious to me. One of the ones that I will always laugh at is Batman Begins. The one that he did for Batman Begins is hilarious. I don't know if I've seen that one. Especially when he starts talking about how uh, he, how Bruce and Rachel would steal would steal condensed milk from Alfred, <laughs> and they're thinking, and he's saying condensed milk. Can't we change that to candy or something? And he's like, no, don't you remember as a kid where you would say, mother, can I please have some sweet, sweet condensed milk? <laughs> and she would say, not until you've brushed mother's hair, not until you've brushed it well. <laughs> oh, pretty sure you had a weird childhood. <laughs> Did I? Whoops. Anyway, um, he brings up a good point in this. And and as a uh, superhero fan, a Batman fan specifically, maybe you can speak to this. Yeah. But in this movie specifically... Prior to his parents being killed, he falls in the apparently well that existed on his property Mm -hmm. that he wasn't quite aware was there because he fell into it Mm -hmm. and then got surrounded and attacked by bats. Yes. Um, Now, it was after that that his parents took him to the bat-themed opera to traumatize him because that's what you do with kids. Yeah. You feed into their fear and, and make it worse. And so... You know, once he 
is almost in tears and they take him out and, and they end up getting shot in the alley in the back. Mm-hmm. Now, what's interesting is that he then states, so naturally, Bruce grew up with fear of being a huge part of his life. And he says, the fears of guys in alleyways with guns. <laughs> he said, no, bats. <laughs> it's like, huh. I would have thought that the, uh, you know, the murder of his parents would have trumped the whole bat thing. It's like, no, no, no. It was the tiny flying mammals that spooked him the most. (laughs) And so have you ever considered that, that aspect of it? Cause like you think, cause that happened first, the bat thing. Yeah. But then even as an adult, he was still traumatized by the whole bat thing. But it's like, didn't you just witness your parents get slaughtered? That's true. Why doesn't that bother you more than the bats do? <laughs> That's true. And he said, well, if that would have been the case, then he would have been alleyway murder man. And no, that, that would have been. He would have dressed as a gun. That's he right. would have been gun man. <laughs> That's right. He would have dressed as Joe Chill, except taking it out on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I never really thought about that. That was. But his, his whole thing was like one time, well, at least before the movies and stuff, one time um, when he was sitting there brooding, as he did often, (laughs) a bat flew in and scared him, and so that inspired him to become Batman. But you you would think that his biggest fear would be losing those closest to him. (laughs) You would think. You would think. But at the same time, I don't think that would really motivate you to be a superhero too much. You you just, like you said, he'd he'd spend most of his time brooding and just... Mm -hmm. Be a millionaire recluse, yep. which he was, yeah, in effect. But he was, you know, but to that extent. So, yeah, I, I always found that interesting, and and he points it out really well in that pitch meeting. It's like, no, no, no the tiny flying mammals scared him the most. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, what I and this leads into what I want to talk about, and what I want to talk about is fears, mm. fears and anxieties. Now, some imagined for you, some real for you. Because I have some that I have outgrown. Sure. And I have some that persist to this day. And some might consider it ridiculous. And and I'll just throw one of them out there right now. And it's the fear of earthworms. You are terrified of worms. I am. And there's a reason for that. Okay. And I stick by this reasoning. The reason why I'm afraid of worms is because... 1999, I was serving my Lord in misery. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was on a mission in Missouri. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. And, <laughs> and uh, we, we spent a day fishing in a disgusting pond in this guy's land mm-hmm. for channel cat is what we were fishing for, Okay, which we caught. I was the only one to catch him, by the way. And so we found a recipe on the back of a... Uh, of a knife package that we bought. Well, it was all that practice you had at the trout farm. Yes. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so we found a recipe for fish cheeks on the back of this package. Mm. And so we tried to fry up some channel cat fish cheeks. Didn't work out well. It, it, they were very small. Anyway, anyway. So when I was, when I was putting this worm on this hook to catch this, to try to catch this fish, I would swear and I swear to this day, that worm latched onto my finger, almost like with a mouth, mm-hmm. and I felt pain. Really? It would not let go. I held it, my hand flat, and this thing was dangling from my forefinger and would not let go. Wow. Like it was biting me. Yeah. 
Now, do earthworms have mouths and do they bite? I don't know. No idea. I don't think so. But whatever that was I was putting on a hook did, because it did. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, there is this fear of earthworms yeah. for me. Not leeches, not anything like that. Earthworms. And and people have tested this on me. They've chased me around backyards. I have. With worms. Yeah. And I freak out. <laughs> I not only the not True. only that, but the fact that they're disgusting anyway. They are. They are they're, gross little creatures. They're yes. nasty. So that that's one. That's that's a uh, one that persists to this day. Now, as a forty-five-year-old, that's pretty pathetic to admit <laughs> that out loud. <laughs> that it's this <laughs> earthworm, but the, you know that's my reasoning behind it. Yeah. I have an actual reason. Sure. Now. There is, I, I know a person, a friend of ours, um, the lady wife and I, that has this deep-seated, paralyzing fear of snakes mm. to the point where if it's a picture, she will freeze up. Wow, okay. We were playing, you remember HeroScape back in the day? Oh, yes. There were these little snake warrior figures. Mm-hmm. She would not play if we were going to play those. <laughs> She would not get near the table if wow. those were on the table. Okay. Almost the word snake will send her into a cold sweat. That's how much she is afraid wow. of snakes. Um, worse than Indiana Jones, really. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't have anything to that extent Yeah. to where just seeing a picture of an earthworm wouldn't send me into a panic spiral. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if someone were to throw it on me, I would shriek like a little girl, most likely. Can but. confirm. <laughs> yeah. That that has happened. That has so, happened. Can you think let let's so let me pose a question to you. Let's start way back as a kid. What was one of the things that you can remember being afraid of? Or anxious about? Yeah. Because they're they're can be an argument made to distinguish between fear and anxiety. Yeah. But usually they just go hand in hand. So I'm just lumping it all together. Um, uh, cause you're really not one to be scared of much. I, yeah, I don't have a lot of fears or at least normal, you know, fears that right. or common fears that people do, but I do have one that, persisted or it started as a kid and, and persists until now. And that's deep water. Really? Yeah. Simply because of the fact that I can't swim. Yeah. We're not swimmers. No. Uh, in, in the family, Mm-mm. I can't think of really any of us family or extended. I think mom can swim. Really? I think so. See, I'm not even sure if the nieces have taken swimming I lessons don't. or if they, I, I just don't know because yeah. we don't associate with yeah. water. Like even, even wearing a life vest and sitting in there, I I'll start to panic. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I just don't like that feeling. I don't like the feeling of there's nothing beneath me. Right. Um, now is there a reason? Can you think of when this first started for you? Cause I have the same fear, but I, again, I have a very specific memory when it happened. Um, no, like I don't remember anybody like throwing me into like, well, actually. Uh-oh. Memory unlocked. 
Did ding, somebody ding. throw me into a swimming pool? Somebody might have. But it was like Manfred Brent or something. He could have done that. Yeah. yeah. But he did some awkward things. Yeah, yeah. But I, as long as I can remember, um, I've I've had a fear of of. As a kid, it was just kind of water in general. Yes. But now it's just more deep water. Right. Yeah. And that's just now, just stems from the fact that I just, I can't swim. Yeah. Now, I I recently stayed at a hotel. We spent a lot of time in the pool. Yeah. And I don't have a fear necessarily of being out there, but I will always make sure that I can touch the bottom. Sure. Um, so I was trying to swim, see if I could swim. Now I can float. So that's good. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I throw myself on my back and, and float. I can do that. Yeah. And so if I end up somewhere deep, at least I know that I can float. Mm-hmm. That's, that's enough to, <laughs> you know, help me yeah. overcome the paralyzing fear of drowning. Yes. And for me, that stems from in elementary school. We used to walk over to the high school, mm-hmm. which was in walking distance. Yeah. It was just across the street um, to go swimming. And all of my friends at the time knew how to swim. I did not, but I didn't want to be that guy. Yeah. Didn't want to be the one left out or the one that was forced to sit in the shallow end and, and look weird. And so everybody was getting up on the diving board in Ben Loman's swimming pool. Mm. Not the high dive, just the regular one. And, uh, I, I remember the guy, it was probably the high school coach. Now that I think about it, asking if anyone didn't know how to swim and I didn't want to be the one. And so they just had everybody jump in right mm-hmm. there in the deep end. And I did. And I sank and I freaked out and mm. I'm panicking and yeah. I'm, I'm flailing. And I remember distinctly this guy, this coach or whoever he was looking at me slowly watching this happen. <laughs> And eventually reaching out to me and saying, well, you can't swim, can you? I'm like, no. No. <laughs> no, why don't you go sit over there on the beach? And so I ended up sitting on the bleachers the rest of the time. But that fear, the feeling. Yeah. Because then I had that feeling of what would be like to, you know, it may end up my nose, my mouth. Yeah. It felt like I was going to drown. And, uh, and, and ever since then, it's just, yeah. it's persisted. And I think that's where a lot of it stems from. But I force myself to try to swim. Mm-hmm. And so I can make it from one end of a pool to another, but I'm very tired by the time I reach it. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, can, I can do that too, but it's just kind of me like flailing around. Right. Until I get over there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's a doggy paddle situation for me. Yeah. Um, I try to do what they say, like, you know, you turn your head and breathe in and then you blow out when it goes into the mm-hmm. water and breathe it can't do that i just end up with a mouthful of water yeah. i just i don't have that ability <laughs> so yeah i'd i'd say if i were in the middle of the ocean it would probably be terrifying mm. to me because i remember when we went boating with man friend brent a couple times i would hang on to the side of the boat even though i was in a life jacket yes i'm not going to go floating too far Mm-mm. away no for some reason it felt like those life jackets never worked i still felt like yeah. i was gonna sink yeah and uh, man, it, it just, I don't, maybe you had faulty life vests. I don't know, but it felt like I was drowning anyway. Yeah. Even in that life vest. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. I always felt that way. 
because you'd end up like almost like hanging there like by your neck. Yes. Because the life vest would be up. That's pushed right. Pushed up into your neck. You know, like this can't be right. <laughs> I think something's wrong here. Yes. Yeah. And so, and that unlocks another thing. You remember he had that bodyboard, kind of a boogie board mm-hmm. situation. I actually put on a life vest and I held onto the tow rope and I actually tried it. Mm-hmm. I remember that. But what happened next is the nose of that board went into the water <laughs> and I went straight down. <laughs> and I remember it looked right. like a tunnel. It looked like I was entering this swirling tunnel really? of death, I guess you could say. <laughs> and it just drove me under it. And, and I panicked where I didn't let go of the rope. Right. And so then it felt like the great outdoors. Let go of the rope, let go Dad. The rope. Let go of the rope. If you if you get into trouble, let go of the rope. But no, I just hang on. Then it just I end up with another mouth and a nose full of water <laughs> and panic. So that just fed into yeah. the fact that I just don't belong in the water. No. No, me neither. Even as a uh, water sign as cancer it uh it just doesn't it doesn't suit me so uh so anyway another another persistent fear for me a real one is heights Mm, yes you are not good with heights now you don't have too much problem with it i don't do you have any problem with it yes do you there has been a little fear that has crept in the older i get but it's not Paralyzing. Yeah, it's not a paralyzing fear. (laughs) And it's not going to keep me from stepping out onto cliff faces and looking over. Because I still enjoy doing that. Oh, man. But, but yeah, there's a little bit there, but they still don't bother me too much. See, there are times, like in my old house when I was living out in Magna, we had a swamp cooler. Yeah. That I would have to go up and either cover or or put the motor in and get it started. Mm-hmm. And that house wasn't very high. No. The, the roof wasn't all that high. But I had to psych myself into getting up on there to do it. I would put the ladder up and I would pace in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Build myself up to it and then just run up the ladder. Get it done <laughs> and come down. Because it almost feels, this is where my fear, this is how deep-seated it is. It feels like. I'm trying to throw myself off. Mm. It almost feels like I'm I'm being pushed. Right. Even even if I try to just hold still, it feels like I'm leaning right toward the edge, like I'm going to fall. And that's where and and I don't know where that comes from because I've never fallen from any great height. Mm-hmm. I've never had anybody dangle me from any great height, you know. Um so I don't know where that comes from, but it is a very real situation. Yes. Even at work today, well, not today. I didn't go to work, but um, we have to go up ladders sometimes, or get up on a mezzanine, and it's a good, I'd say, ten twenty feet up. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this little gate you have to open to where you bring pallets up onto the mezzanine. Mm-hmm. And if that gate is open, I cannot get anywhere near that edge. <laughs> I, I just can't, or I right. feel like I'm going, or or go up a ladder. Um, it feels like I'm on a high dive, right? And, and I can't, I, I cling to the edge or I turn around and sit on the stair and it's just, it's paralyzed. That is one thing that's actually almost paralyzing for me. That kind of fear. Yeah. And then seeing people, Troy, <laughs> near the edge <laughs> of things <laughs> right. is almost equally as terrifying right. to me. Um, I get, 
And uh, I think mom has the same situation. What we refer to as the bum tingles. Mm-hmm. I get that too. When people do things that make you nervous or, or you get anxious and there's this mm-hmm. kind of ear, weird itch, twitch, mm-hmm. you know, tickle that runs down the length of your butt crack. And so it's very uncomfortable. (laughs) And that happens to me whenever somebody is up high or I'm seeing them on heights. And so when we were at Dead Horse Point and you went over to that (laughs) that cliff face, I ran back a good 20, 30 feet and hid behind a rock because I was convinced you were about to die. Big gust of wind. And I didn't want to see it happen. Yep. Big gust of wind's going to come over and just (laughs) blow me right off that The fact that there was no fear for you how you just walk over look down wow that's high up it's like oh my gosh we're gonna stop. <laughs> and there are there are times even today this day where i remember that and it still freaks me out really? just as bad it's like i know he's not anywhere near there <laughs> but yeah it's still <laughs> oh my gosh i didn't mean to traumatize you i'm telling you or maybe i did back then i don't know it you found it funny <laughs> i did I do yeah. remember that. You found it just <laughs> hilarious that there I am cowering. It's not like, and it's, what's funny to me is that I put myself in a situation where I wouldn't save you or try if right. you were to go over. Yeah. Cause like, nope, I'm just going to go way over here and let you die because <laughs> you deserve it. Yeah. Just running up there like that. Gee. Well, Yell at me as I'm falling. <laughs> that was your fault. <laughs> I told you not to get near the edge. <laughs> but man. Um, I do have what are considered 20 of the most common phobias. Okay. That I a lot of these I don't have, but I find them funny. Okay. And I want to go through and if you know anybody that has these these sort of fears <clears throat> or anxieties. Um one of my major anxieties. I don't know if it's not a fear so much as an anxiety. And maybe you have something like this where, um, if I go to say a movie or a performance or a concert or something, I cannot get comfortable like in a reserved seat. I cannot get comfortable until about halfway through what's happening because I'm anxious that somebody is going to come up to me and say, you're in my seat. Mm, And I get that. That confrontation makes me very anxious to think about that. So, (laughs) If I'm in a movie, I will watch people come through the door Mm -hmm. because I'm convinced they're going to come up and say, you're in my seat. (laughs) And I don't want to deal with that confrontation, but I watch, I literally watch them come in as like, okay, they're on the other side. And it's not, even though you've paid for that seat and picked it it out. That's right. Right. And I, and I have my ticket that says where I'm supposed to be, where I'm sitting. Or it's on my phone, not not paper ticket, but you know it's on my phone, so I can pull out and say I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. But just that interaction is enough to. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't have that interaction. Like even on the opposite side, there's been times I've gone to a movie and somebody's sitting in my seat, and I'm just like, I'll just sit somewhere else. Yeah, I can't do it. And I I spoke at length with Lady Wife about this very thing, and she said, "This is where she and I have a disconnect." Um, her mind goes to, okay, so if that does happen, what's the solution here? I show them where the ticket is. Mm-hmm. Um, and if by some chance they double booked something, we both had the same seat, then we both, you know, we find an empty seat and sit yeah. there, Yeah, you know, then the problem solved, but I can't, my mind doesn't work that way. It locks onto, I'm supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. You're not. 
and I don't want to deal with this. Yes. <laughs> so, yep. Oh man. But, um, I know a lot of us have, especially in this house, because this house is old. It is. That there is a very common fear or anxiety that happens in this house when you go from downstairs to upstairs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Any house that has a split level entry, yep. anybody will probably have this fear, especially if the lights are off, that if you're going upstairs, you automatically think someone's coming someone's to kill behind you me. from behind yep. and you end up running up the stairs. Yep. <laughs> I have consciously tried to master this fear. Have you? Yes. Is it working? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when I feel that coming on, I, I don't, I, I don't run anymore. I just sit there. And just kind of wait for it to pass. And then I continue going on up the stairs. <laughs> I cut. Co- oh man. Good for you. <laughs> but it's a conscious effort. Yeah. Like I told myself, this is stupid. It's like, there's no one, there's no in one there. The house. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, um, I caused myself some anxiety speaking of stairs just last night. Now that I'm thinking about it, I was going upstairs to bed and I had my phone and it kind of flashed off into the, in the window mm-hmm. and the back, the back door window. And I thought somebody was out there with a flashlight oh. looking into my window. Right. And that caused me to run up the stairs. Right. <laughs> Even though I've locked the door. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, I'm, I'm fine. It still caused me to immediately run into flight mode mm-hmm. and I ran up the stairs. <laughs> no, I remember the times where. I don't know if you had this, but when you were in the room at the very end of the hall. Yes. And it would become night. And sometimes the bed would face the, the, the door. door. Yeah. The and if the that, bed. if that door was open and it was night and you just were staring down that hallway. Straight down the yeah, hall. Like, nope. Got to close it. Yeah. Because, oh man. Oh geez. Now you're bringing back all kinds of thoughts here. <laughs> Because if I were staring down there, because it goes straight down the hall, and then you hit the stairs mm-hmm. that lead downstairs, there is there would be a fear that if I sat there and watched long enough, I'd see a face or a head, right, or somebody look around the look corner, around. yep, and stare down at me, and that's that's the stuff of horror movies. Yes, that happens in yes. horror. They play on that fear. Yes, because that's a persistent thing worldwide. I mm-hmm. think that. You know, you're looking somewhere and you're not expecting anything to be there. And then it pops out and looks at you. That's terrifying. Yes. Like if I, yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) If you want to see me wet the bed, if I was laying there and you were just to look down and wasn't expecting it, I'd lose all control. (laughs) I would either. Oh, just the thought of it. Oh man. Yeah. Jeez. There's something else for me to freak out about. (laughs) So anyway, yeah, let me get into this and t- tell me if you know what some of these are. Okay. Do you know what agoraphobia is? Fear of going outside, I think. Anxiety when they feel an inv- their environment is un- unsafe. Okay. Right? Open open spaces. Um, I don't know anyone with that fear. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never met anybody that's afraid to go outside. No. Um, <laughs> I, I'm very comfortable being outside. <laughs> I mean, even if there are people that I don't know. See, I am more scared of being indoors and having somebody I don't know here mm-hmm. inside. 
as opposed to me just walking down the street and somebody coming at me. Yeah. For some reason, I feel safer in that environment. I don't know. Yeah. I will say the closest I've ever come to that was just living in the year 2020. Yes. And knowing that maybe the air could kill me (laughs) was a little nerve wracking. Like I didn't really want to go anywhere. I didn't want to leave the house, but right. That's just because I could literally die if I stepped out. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. The fear of not, and I'm sure that's on here, um, you know, not wanting to touch anything, yes. not having anybody yep. touch you, especially at the start of the whole, you know, dreaded C word pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, you felt like no one could touch you. Yeah. Don't touch me. Don't get close to yeah. me. You know, all the, all the arrows. I mean, thinking back now. A lot of it was exaggerated. I mean, let's let's be honest. Yes. Here. Yeah. Um, having had the disease, as we have a couple times, mm-hmm. you have, I mm-hmm. have. Um, yeah, it was real, but it wasn't kill you immediately. Real. Yes. As, you know, the fear train would have you believe. Yes. But uh, you know, stores would put the arrows only walk this way down the aisle and and make sure <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that fear. That's what's interesting is that it's so easy for people to feed into a fear. Oh yeah. Um, especially in that kind of situation and, and they do it purposefully, Mm -hmm. you know, to, you know, lean your thoughts or, or musings toward a specific direction. Yeah. And so many people, it seems like will say, I'm not afraid of this or not afraid of this until they're faced with it. Then all of a sudden it's a debilitating crippling mm-hmm. fear like up until that point you could walk around 18 people could have the flu around you coughing around you you, could, you couldn't care less right you'd you'd say oh gross cover your mouth you know but that's it mm-hmm. <laughs> you know but once that fear train started somebody coughs and you're like oh my gosh and then yeah. you go run off and the hand sanitizer yep. and you know burn the clothes you're wearing and all <laughs> kinds of things so. yeah i i've developed this habit now where if I see somebody that's still wearing a mask and they pass me, I hold my breath. Do you? Mm-hmm. Wow. It's like, I don't, they're obviously worried. Like, I don't want to breathe on them. I don't want to give them any cause. So I'll, I'll hold my breath as I pass them. Yeah. It's really weird. It, yeah, yeah, I can understand that. And also I, I do, I feel like they're still showing me a bit of respect. They, yeah. they think, you know, maybe either they're sick or, you know, they, so I give them that respect. It's yeah. Like, okay. You still have a fear about this. You still want to be extra cautious with this. That's fine. You know, so just kind of give them the, mm-hmm. give them the space. So, um, so apart from being outside, let's talk about fear of being trapped inside things, which is claustrophobia. Yeah. Do you have any fear of that? Yes. Do you? Um, it, it's, a, it's a very specific situation. Okay. Um, if I'm, I can, I'm fine with enclosed tight spaces. Okay. F- for the most part. Like spelunking, no, I would never do that. Oh my gosh. No. Oh, talk about the tingles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I saw a picture of some kid that just barely squeezing through this, this cave opening, mm-hmm. just thumbs up and you can tell he's like scraping his back across. I'm like, oh, yeah. why are you doing that? Yeah. Why put yourself at that risk? And then it turns out that was the last photo ever taken of him and he ended up dying for that very mm-hmm. reason. It's like, just, you see, yeah. you see. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it unless I cannot move my arms. Mm. If my arms are pinned, I will panic. 
<laughs> like, if you really want to get me panicky, if I'm laying in bed, get the covers and pin my arms down and you're going to get a face to the nose. <laughs> like, yeah. I will freak out yeah. if I can't move my arms. Yeah. Yeah. I have this, I wouldn't say it's a recurring dream, but I've had it a couple times and it, and it started ever since, you remember back when they found Saddam Hussein, mm-hmm. where he was mm-hmm. in that really small bunker yeah. hole in the ground? Yeah. I've had a persistent, so I won't say it's recurring, but it, it, it's persistent, dream of a type of torture that somebody's putting me through. What they would do is bind me almost mummy style, mm-hmm. hang me by my feet, and then lower me head first into a hole in the ground. Ooh. And then, you know, to where I would slide down and end up on my back, you know, facing the end. Mm-hmm. And the only way to get me out would then be to hoist me by my feet back up back through the out. hole. And I've had that several times, and I've woken up in a panic oh yeah with that thought like you said just being bound it's like i can't and then in top of that on top being in that space yeah it's a terrifying thought to mm-hmm. me but uh or and to a lesser extent sleeping bags also give me that kind of anxiety oh, i forgot you kind of had that issue yeah i i need to i i don't zip up sleeping bags yeah i just kind of fold them over you know, taco style <laughs> because <laughs> I, I have to be able to get out. Yeah. I have to feel, you know, and if it's cold, I'll just wrap it underneath me, but I'm not zipping it up. Right. I won't do that. <laughs> um, now our sister has a very debilitating fear of yes. enclosed spaces. Yes. Very much like elevators. Yeah. She won't do Yep, stuff like that. I've never had issues with elevators. Me neither. And I've actually been stuck in one. Have you ever had that experience? No, never have. I was in downtown Salt Lake at a very, very old building. If you want to go to that building, it's a nine exchange place. Mm. Um, I'm not even sure it's there because how old it was. It probably tore it down. But uh, I was doing a delivery there and I got in the elevator. It went up and probably between the eighth and ninth floor, it just stopped. Just clunked. (laughs) And the light flickered and I was just stuck there. Mm. I'm pushing buttons. Nothing happened. Right. And I, I actually had to, my first time ever, get on the maintenance phone from there and say, I am stuck in your elevator. Mm-hmm. And nobody was in the building at the time. I said, well, we're going to have to send somebody over there. It's going to be about 20 minutes. <sighs> and so sitting by myself <laughs> in a stuck elevator in an old building yeah. for 20 minutes. But still, I was fine with it. Yeah. You know, because I knew it wasn't going to break. Um or I told myself it wasn't going to break, but I believed it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was just a, a mechanical error and it just stuck there. And so it didn't feel like it was going to fall or anything. Sure. And it just, and I was fine. Yeah. I've been in some old elevators myself. Speaking yeah. of delivering in Salt Lake. Yeah. Like the old kind where they still have the metal thing that you got to shut. <laughs> that gate kind of thing uh-huh. where it works. Yeah. And it just, it's bumpy and. And there's, it feels like metal is scraping against metal and you're like, <laughs> this doesn't feel safe, but yeah. yeah. You know, what's interesting and maybe you can explain this cause I've never understood it. Maybe you do. Um, listening to people explain how to survive an elevator fall. Mm. Have you ever heard this? Yes. Lay flat on the ground. 
Yeah. I don't understand that. I don't get that either. How is that going to help me? Because that's the first thing that's going to hit the ground. Yeah. Won't that just break me once I hit the floor? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. But I that's wonder what if, they all say. I wonder if it's because if if you were standing and were to hit, like, your knees are going to go up into your stomach. Well, that could be. But if you're laying down, it's like you're kind of bracing for impact, maybe. And I don't if, know. I don't know. Cause it, and maybe it's because you're falling, you know, you kind of lose or you hit weightlessness for a minute. Mm. And so maybe it'll lessen the impact. I mean, yeah, I it'll I hit know. first and then you'll come back down yeah. from a small distance. I don't know. I just hope I'm never in that yeah. <laughs> situation. I don't have a fear of it. That's the, that's the thing. I can go in any elevator sure. and I'm not afraid that it's going to fall or not work. And so, yeah. you know, maybe one day that'll, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't happen. But, um, okay. So the next one. This is a very common fear is, of course, acrophobia, which is the fear of heights. Now, we've yeah. already, already gone through that. Um, this next one <laughs> is arachnophobia. Mm, fear of spiders. Fear of spiders. Now, I don't have necessarily, now, apart from the earthworm thing, I don't <laughs> have a fear of spiders. I don't have a fear of bugs in general. And I'm not a fan part. of bees. Yeah, I was going to get into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I I don't care for bees, but yeah. there's a reason. Yeah. All these fears I have stem from a very specific situation. Cuz bees don't care for you. That's part of it. Yeah, that's definitely part of it. Um, have you ever had issues with bugs or creepy crawly thingies or just like any any normal person really? Like yeah. I if I see a spider, I don't freak out. Yeah. Um, it's like I'll still be in the room. Like if there yeah. was one in this room right now in the corner, I wouldn't care. No, I don't I'm not going to go play with it or, or anything or get real close. And, <laughs> no, but no, I don't, I don't have like a debilitating fear. Like some people do. Right. Yeah. Like I love going to like the pet stores and like looking at the big tarantulas and stuff. I think that's cool, but yeah. Yeah. And I have, I have a healthy respect for spiders. Let's put it that way. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Give it its space. Give it's, it its space. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the same thing that I try to tell my kids is like, cause they'll come run upstairs. There's a spider. Down. It's like, okay, leave it alone. Yeah. Leave it alone. It's like, it's fine. Yeah. So, but, um, like things like say centipedes, millipedes, mm. those are can can scare me <laughs> especially the bigger ones yes um but fortunately i think we live in an area where they're not all that common no that i've seen no but speaking of arachnophobia and spiders we've mentioned it before where our buddy the tarantula ended up outside at the cherry tree yep and we didn't freak out in fact we got the camcorder and got mm -hmm. right down next to it to film this thing yeah it we was, had it in a glass jar and it was, it was fascinating. And then we ended up what? Releasing it in the mountains or yeah. something like that? Yeah. That's where we release all of our animals. Yeah. We've let rabbits go up yeah. there. Tarantulas. <laughs> Tarantulas. <laughs> turtles. <laughs> yep. I will say, now with before I get in, the bee thing stems from the nightmare that happened in this very room. Yeah, I've talked about that. Yeah. Yep. To where I came home one day, it was when they were, what, now this house was built in 1977. Yes. And, uh, they tried to renovate it eventually. And by they, I mean my mom, but, um, she was going to put a fireplace down here. Mm -hmm. 
in the basement. And so they got the rock work, they got the duct work that yep. went all the way to the roof, Yep. but it was never finished. And um, what had happened at one point is that bees took up residence in that flue that went to the roof, mm-hmm. up, to, up through the roof. They took up residence there and quickly multiplied yes. in there because they started coming out of it into this basement. And one day I came home from school, which I'm assuming it was in warm weather because there were bees. Um, and I opened the garage door. The door to the basement was closed and I heard a buzzing. A consistent, very loud, persistent buzzing. You hear a buzzing? <laughs> Boys, are you buzzing? <laughs> um, yeah, name that movie, Ashton. Name yep. the movie. Yep. Um, and so I thought, well, what in the world is that? So I opened the door and just straight out of a horror movie, both of those windows, the ceiling, some on the floor, on the walls, just bees. It was literally crawling mm-hmm. with bees. It's like taking your outside beekeeper situation and bringing them all inside yeah. and then just opening the lids. Yeah. That's almost what it seemed like. Now, I maybe it this similar to that Joel situation, I could have you know, exaggerated that there were more than yeah. what I'm remembering, but, uh, or less than what I was remembering, but I do remember a lot. Yeah. And so I shut the door, I shoved the towel under the door and went back outside because I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. But, um, that was part of it. The other part of it is that no matter where I am or who I'm with, if there are bees, for some reason, they're attracted to me. Mm-hmm. They will land on me. They will try to fly up my shorts if I'm in a line at Lagoon. <laughs> or if you're mowing the lawn. Or if I'm mowing the lawn. <laughs> I was attacked by, now granted, I, I bumped a railroad tie and I jostled a yellow jacket's nest. Yeah, you did. And they attacked Yes, they did. Me. And they went for the kill because I got stung in the temple. <laughs> You showed me the stinger in your side of my head. (laughs) That thing was trying to murder me. There were murder bees. Yep. And that didn't help my fear. And so, (laughs) and so I thought, you know, you know, the rumor was to put like mud on it. So I caked the side of my head with mud and it's like, oh, and it hurt. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It hurt. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. And ever since then, when I went out to mow that lawn, I was very extremely Mm -hmm. nervous and cautious around that corner. But, uh, that's, and I think if I'm not mistaken, that fear is called Melissa phobia. Oh, the fear of bees or fear of Melissa, fear of Melissa, but it is Melissa phobia. And, um, my, one of my kids actually has that fear Yeah. to a, like we were saying, a very debilitating crippling extent. If he sees one outside, he won't go outside. Wow. Into the wide open space because there's a bee out there. It's mm-hmm. like, well, there's always bees out there. Yeah. You just don't always see them. There are bees everywhere. <laughs> and they will take up residence um, right above the door to my workout shed. Yeah. They will always build hive. And I don't have a problem. I just, and I have consciously, like you did with the stairs, I consciously calm myself down, mm-hmm. just walk through it. And close the door and they leave me alone. Yeah. But, uh. Now, there's one thing I can say. I've mastered my fear of bees. Have you? I don't fear bees. Yeah. Wow. 
So if, if, cause for me, if one lands on me, I will tense up, yeah, almost freeze, but I will consciously not swat at it. Yeah. You know, I, I have got to that point. I'm not going to flail or freak out. And I've also tried to get my kids to that extent mm-hmm. too. It's like, just hold still, yeah. calm down. Cause he'll come in flapping his arms around. I'm like, you got to stop. Yeah. You're making it mad. Just calm down and walk away. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. If one lands on me, I'll look at it and just kind of brush it away. Yeah. That's impressive. <laughs> it's taken a while. Yeah. Now, have you ever been stung? Yes. A but, lot. uh, no. Last time I got stung was well over 25 years ago. Yeah. I'm yeah. with you. Um, apart from the, the temple attack and also across the street, um, from here, right where we are, I leaned my head up against a tree, my hand up against a tree. I was just leaning on a tree and a bee happened to be there and stung mm-hmm. me in the palm. And so really those are the only two instances that I can ever remember being stung. See, here's the thing. I think I have a treaty with the bees. I have a bee <laughs> treaty because not only have, am I never stung, but there was one time just similar to your situation. I was yeah. up at Rolling Hills Park with Joel Yeah, and I was in a little play area and I put my hand down and I kind of, for some reason, closed my hand or something, picked it up and there was a bee just sitting there and it just whoop, flew off. Wow. Like, oh. That's impressive. Yeah. That it was that calm that yeah. it didn't even bother to, it's like, oh, well, I'm trapped now. That's all right. <laughs> so ever, ever <laughs> since then, I'm like, I think, I think me and the bees are fine. <laughs> I think we're okay. We have a peace treaty. We have That's a, nice. uh, yeah. You are Switzerland with the bees. That's yep. awesome. Um, so that is, that's, maybe it's on this list. No, but I, I do know it's called Melissa phobia. We've looked it up. Um, aerophobia. Now I don't think either of us have a fear of this, which is a, avoiding flying or airplanes. No. Um, which is interesting for me having a fear of heights. Yeah. But I think in an airplane situation, I'm so high up. It almost doesn't feel real. Mm-hmm. So it really doesn't bother me. Yeah. And I can look out the window. I can lean up to the window. I can, you know, look down on the clouds and, what, and it never bothers me. Yeah. What bothers me is when it's landing and I start seeing movement below mm-hmm. me. Like I see the matchbox cars mm-hmm. or even worse. I see people, mm-hmm. you know, from a distance. That's when it starts hitting me <laughs> how high up I really am. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's to a point where I think. Given a situation, a certain situation, I could probably skydive. I want to skydive. Just because I would be so high up. Yeah. It just, it wouldn't register. It wouldn't register. Yeah. Again, until I get to that point where I start seeing mm-hmm. the movement, then that might be an issue. But at that point, the parachute <laughs> would be What are you going to do? That's right. Now where you can go. That's right. So, and, and similar to the, uh, the jumping off the stratosphere. Yeah. Or not stratosphere, but the one down in Vegas. Yeah. Um, it is a stratosphere. I was thinking space needle, but, uh, you know, but that one is a, is a harnessed up controlled fall. Mm -hmm. And so I could, as long as I'm up there and I've actually paid for it, I'm going to do it. I would just do it anyway, because there's no backing out. So, and that's the thing I wouldn't back out Mm -hmm. because that's a waste of money. (laughs) Yeah. I was disappointed when I was last time I was at Vegas, I stayed at the stratosphere and I wanted to go do that, but they were shut down. 
Oh. Like, oh, man. I don't know if it was permanently, but it said it was closed. So. Shoot. Yeah. All right, this one. Now, our mom has this. It's called glossophobia. And glossophobia. that is the fear. Hang on. Let me, let me see if I can. Right. Our mom has this. She does. A lot of people do. Is it a, is it a fear of dogs? No. Fear of animals? Uh, it's probably the number one fear among people. Public speaking? Yeah. yeah Public yeah, speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. The idea of getting up in front of people. And I've never, ever had an issue with that. Me neither. I can address groups left and right. Mm-hmm. Um, even people I don't know. There are times when my manager or supervisor or lead is gone and they'll just hand me stuff and say, make sure the group knows this. And even if I don't know half the group, I'll just start talking. Yeah. I have no problem with it. I've nope. never had a problem with it. Nope. Me neither. I've never have never been afraid of that. Now this reminds me <laughs> mom's poor attempt at a joke or repeating Seinfeld in church. <laughs> you remember that? Mm-hmm. It didn't land well. But the idea of, you know, you would rather be in the casket than delivering the eulogy. Yeah. Yeah. Mom's not very good at telling jokes. She's not. And so the timing was <laughs> off and the wording was off and it just came off as awkward, yeah. which, which just feeds into why she has a fear of this. Yeah. Because she is not comfortable doing it. <laughs> so, and I even tried to tell her, this is the thing with, with public speaking. You have to know your audience. You have to know who you're talking to the situation you're in, and I've never agreed with going up in church and starting with a joke. Yeah. I, I've, n- I've never agreed with that. I, I've never understood it. Yeah, that's weird. And and I don't want to get too deep into it, but with conference coming up and everything, you'll never see a general authority or anybody get up and start with a joke. No. They just start talking with the topic. And by the way, don't start it with, I was asked to speak on. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't say that. Just go. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's that so um what about this one what about misophobia 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 i've heard that before fear of mises <laughs> uh mises. misophobia what is is that is that a fear of chewing it is not this is the fear of not only germs but being contaminated oh, by germs okay. yeah i don't have that yeah. No, I've never had that. So it, it, I guess it feeds into being a hypochondriac, really. I mean, just, just a fear of being sick or getting mm-hmm. sick or doing things to make you sick. I, I don't care. If no. you get sick, you get sick. Yeah. You know, such as it is. So, but uh, I think once you get to the fact that, or you realize that you're always dirty. Exactly. You're always covered in germs. Exactly. There's <laughs> nothing you can do. You, you don't live in a sterile environment, no matter how much you clean. Yep. You know, and, and this, again, feeds into our mom, because this has grown worse with her. It has. The older she gets. Yep. Um, this fear of things. I don't, is it a fear? Would you classify it as a fear of germs or getting sick? I don't know if it's more of a, or more like a, a <laughs> mental disorder. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a neuroses or something, but yeah, because she'll, she'll still go like outside and, you know, yeah. mow the lawn and, you know, dig in the dirt and stuff. But yeah. Yeah. I think it's more her interactions with people what bothers her more. Mm. She, like you said, she can get down in the dirt. Yeah. 
you know, she can clean left and right, hands in the toilet, all kinds of things. But when it comes to actually touching people, yeah, she has or an having issue. a lot of people around, that's where she's. Yeah, and I think that feeds into just a fear of groups in general too. Like when if she ever uses a public restroom, yeah. she'll take toilet paper and like or um, uh, paper towels, yeah. and use that to open the door. Mm. Yeah, and then throw that away. She'll do that. Or, yeah, or use her foot to open it or something. You know, that's probably not a bad idea. But no. I, I never do that. Me neither. <laughs> Just grab it with my hand. Yeah, I mean, especially going in because I know I'm going to wash my hands before I head out. But then the idea of I'm just grabbing that handle again on the way out, and I'm sure someone before me didn't wash their hands. But it's like I don't. I'm, it's not like I'm licking my hands. Exactly. You know. So whatever. This one. This one I've never had an issue with either, and it's called trypanophobia. Trypanophobia. Trypanophobia? Fear of three pans? No. <laughs> you can have two pans or one or four. <laughs> don't come at me with three pans. Not three. Jeez. I don't know what that is. This is a fear of needles and injections. Oh, that's very common. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had issues. Me neither. My thing is, it's not a fear, but I'm uncomfortable watching somebody else get an injection really and again <laughs> this stems from a very specific situation it gave me the tingles real bad got the tingles, got the real, tingles bad. real bad senior year almost didn't graduate <laughs> um no i was again i was serving the almighty in misery mm-hmm. and <laughs> um we were in a hospital and this lady was going in for for some sort of surgery and we were in her hospital room and the nurse came in and was going to, she stuck her with some, uh, but anyway, regardless, it was a very thick, mm-hmm. thick needle and she missed her vein. Ooh. And so she pulled it out and did it again, three separate times. And I'm watching and it's a thick needle. I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> because there was no, you know, easing in. She yeah. just took it out and then restuck it. I'm like, oh, geez. <laughs> and just, yeah. and the fact that this poor woman was crying because of the pain mm-hmm. that was happening. It made it even worse. I'm like, oh, I got to go. I can't do this. But uh, yeah. But again, it, it's not a fear of, of me being stuck. It was just that. Yeah. Just watching that happen. Oh, oh, this. Oh. Now, I will, that, that situation has happened to me um, when I was donating plasma yeah. on the regular. Yeah. Because those needles are thick thick they just are. like you were saying they are and so i don't mind it but i can't watch it i can't watch them stick me with it yeah like like i don't mind it being in my arm and doing that but i can't sit there and watch as they jam it into my vein <laughs> i can't watch that what i can watch is like if i get a flu shot yeah or, or boosters or anything they'll just run up stick me in the shoulder i can watch that happen yeah no issue and you know but again that's with me that's it's happening to me. I know what's going to happen to mm-hmm. me. I'm preparing for it to happen to me, but watching with somebody else and their reactions, they're like, Oh yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So it's not a fear so much as just, it makes me uncomfortable yeah. to watch that happen. But, uh, I will say I laughed out loud a couple jobs ago when they started doing the COVID vaccinations, mm-hmm. there was this guy and, uh, he was just freaking out about this injection. Just because he had a fear, this very fear yeah. of needles. And he was, he's a bigger guy, but he just broke down into tears. Really? Once he got stuck with this thing. And it was, 
I'm like, oh my gosh, because <laughs> he was big. Yeah. But just to see him panic, you know, he's 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 flinching and turning away, and then what happens? Just have him break down, like someone wow. just punched him in the face, just bawling. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh. So I just kind of chuckled out loud. Fortunately, he didn't hear me, but it's like, oh man, but yeah. I've never had that kind of fear. Um, this one, which we've already discussed, is ophidio, ophidiophobia, ophidiophobia, the fear of snakes. Mm. So apparently that's what our friend has, ophidiophobia. Ophidiophobia. The fear of snakes. Never been, never been scared of snakes. Yeah. Um, again, like spiders, I have a healthy respect for them. Yes. I will give them their space. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have like a crippling fear of them. I've held them before and that's, it's a weird sensation, but it, is. it doesn't freak me out. It is. I was able to pet, uh, of one of those kind of yellow boas. Yeah. Cause we were like this reptile show and they, they brought this gigantic yellow boa out and yeah. I was able to, I was able to touch it and pet it. I didn't have a problem with that. Yeah. But <laughs> what's funny is that they had it on the floor and it was huge. Mm-hmm. This thing was gigantic. And they didn't want anybody touching it at that point. And I kind of turned my head and this was when Dominic was much, much younger mm. and you couldn't control him. Yeah. He just wandered off Yeah, <laughs> and started smacking this <laughs> giant <laughs> yellow boa, just smacking it, just uh, laughing. I'm like, oh my gosh, come back. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm listening to it. Then I start hearing this over on the side. I'm like, oh, <gasps> he's just smacking, <laughs> spanking this snake. Spanking the snake. Don't spank the snake, Dominic. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. But yeah, that was that was awkward and weird. <laughs> don't do that till you're older. That's right. And then just don't do it around people. <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> All right. Now this one, this one is funny. This was the word that you heard earlier. And this word is, let's see if I can pronounce it. <sighs> Hippopotamus stressiosquipedelif. Deliophobia. Hippopotamon stresses. Hippopotamon stra. Hippopotamons. Hippopotamon strosis. That's it. Hippopotamon strosis squepidiliophobia. Hippopotamon strosis squepidiliophobia. Okay. Hippopotamon strosis squepidiliophobia. Hippopotamon strosis squepidiliophobia. <laughs> there we go. Um. I just I, suffered from this very thing right now. So obviously it's not a fear of hippos. It is not. Uh, although but, you should have a healthy fear of hippos. Oh my gosh. You ever seen a hippo on the attack? Yeah. Oh geez. It's terrifying. It is. Um, but hippo meaning large in this sense. So, so hippopotamonstrosis squepidilophobia. Fear of large words? Yes. It's exactly what it is. And so when I saw this word, I had a fear of pronouncing it. That's it's incorrectly. It's cruel that that is a large yes. word. That was my other thought. <laughs> it's like this feeds into the person's fear itself. That's funny, man. You couldn't have like a five or four letter word to say that. Yeah, just the phrase. I fear big words. Yeah, <laughs> has so, to be a forty-five letter word. Yeah, and I, I didn't read too deep into it. Um, fear of long words. Uh, it, hmm. it, it, it doesn't necessarily, I haven't read too deep into it. Uh, the fear of either trying to say the long word or just seeing the long yeah. word. I'm sure people have a fear of both. Yeah. 
Um, I know for me, it wasn't a fear, but there were times in school where I was reading things out loud or I was asked to read things out loud and I'd be scanning it ahead and I'd see this enormous word that I had no mm-hmm. idea how to pronounce, but it, it wasn't a fear. Yeah. It was so much, it, it was to the point where if I don't know it, I'm sure, yeah. you know, 28 other people don't know this word. So, and that still happens to this day. Yeah. Like there are some words that you say all the time that you've just never seen spelled out. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's that word. Oh, yeah. okay. So when you come across it, you're like, oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Like, for example, the word peak. Like your your interest is peaked. Mm. Or your you know, your hunger is peaked. Is it it's P I Q U Q D, right? U E D. Yeah. And so the first time I saw that spelled out, I'm like, the heck is Pickwood? <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't reading it out yeah, loud, but yeah. I'm like, the heck is Pickwood? And so then I read the, in context with the sentence, like, oh, it's peaked. Yeah. For some reason, I always thought it was P-E-A-K-E-D. Yeah. You know, I had no idea what what that word was until I saw it. So, hippopotamonstrosis, squepidilophobia, if you're wondering. Fear of long words. Fear of long words. <laughs> um, this next one is astrophobia sometimes called by other names such as brontophobia or chironophobia and tonitrophobia wow okay (laughs) and i know that one of our family members suffer from this she might be listening right now uh fear of thunderstorms it is the fear of thunder now that i've never even consider being afraid of thunder me neither to me it's always just been noise yeah because you know for me even no matter how loud it gets or how close it gets that doesn't hurt you no thunder it's just noise the lightning will hurt you the lightning will thunder will never hurt you i saw a video of a truck getting struck by lightning Mm. just recently and the lightning arced and set off um, well, first off, it turned on the lights on this truck. Too. Yeah. It just charged it. Yeah. <laughs> but then it arced and hit this electrical box next to it, was started a fire. So not only did it hit the truck, but then arced and jumped off to yeah. this. Lightning is terrifying. It is. And have you ever seen it up close? Have you ever had that experience? Uh, or close-ish? Or no. been looking right when it struck? Just, just like in the distance and have stuff. You? Yeah. I've seen it hit the back porch. Really? At this house. Wow. I timed it. Well, not purposely, but I was looking out the back blinds yeah. and it was during a thunderstorm, you know, rainstorm. And just as I opened it, it came down and hit the back porch Ooh. and it blinded me. I imagine. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and so we went out. No, cause it hadn't been raining at the time yet, but, uh, went out and it kind of singed yeah. the back patio. Wow. It was the brightest thing I had ever mm-hmm. seen. Oh my gosh. People say don't look at the sun, but this thing paled in comparison. Yeah. Cause it was like just this huge flash, like right in your face. But, but again, um, fear of thunder. No, no. never bother me. Um, then there's just the basic social phobia, anxiety disorder. Um, uh, they define it as someone who has an irrational fear of being judged or rejected mm, okay. or evaluated in a negative light by okay. other people. I have that to an extent 
Now, normally I don't care what people think. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's, that's what it is, but the idea of people looking at me, like if I know they're looking at me and thinking, oh, this guy, blah, blah, that <laughs> might bother me. Right. But if I have no idea that they're talking about me or, or have looked at me or judge, I don't care. Nah. You know? Nah, I don't care. Yeah. And what I am. So. <laughs> Thanks, Popeye. You bet. Um, <laughs> this one, again. Wow. This is a list of our mother. This this list <laughs> defines our social okay. phobia. Yeah. I'm sure hippopotamus stress a squid. Yep. That one. Yep. <laughs> but this one. Cynophobia. Cynophobia. The fear of sinning. No, just kidding. <laughs> C-Y-N-O. C-Y-N-O. Cynophobia. And mom has it. Very much so. Uh, the fear of animals dressed as humans. <laughs> She's not a fan of anthropomorphic. She yeah. hate. She probably hates Zootopia with a passion. Oh, I'm sure. Um, no, this is the excessive fear of dogs. Okay, that's the fear of dogs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She's terrified of dogs. Any dog. Any. Yes. Even from a distance. Yep. You know, this the same as my friend with the snakes. It's yep. just well, apart from like the picture or like a toy. She's not going to fear a toy dog. No. But if it's the size of a toy dog, she'll still be afraid mm-hmm. of it. You know, even our little dogs, when we first got them, she just, yeah. you know, would back away and hands yeah. clenched. It's like, you're, you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. You're going to be all right. Yeah. I've had to, I've had to intercept dogs before get mid- <laughs> between, between a dog and her. <laughs> yeah. Do you know where that stems from? I have no idea. I guess she said that, uh. When she was a little girl, she wasn't necessarily attacked by one, but one came after her, mm. just barking like mad, and and it forced her to go to the other side of the street. And she, I've had dogs do that to me, and I, I'm yeah. not. I mean, I'm not scared of dogs. Yeah, but again, like the snakes and spiders, I will give them their space. Yeah, if they're obviously angry. And here's the thing: it's not necessarily the dog itself, but being bit by the dog yes that might be a fear yes but that's just a fear of pain and bleeding yes because yes i have a fear of pain Mm -hmm. i don't like it i don't seek it out Uh, i have a healthy respect for pain yeah i will give it its space (laughs) but uh yeah as far as dogs go like if one's going nuts at me behind a fence i'll walk right up to it oh yeah and talk to it like oh do the stupid dog Mm -hmm. voice i do that all the time when i'm working it's like oh what's the matter puppy and it's funny how many will calm down when you do that. Yeah. Like when they, if they know they're, you're not scared of them, they tend to kind of calm down. And that's the thing that I've tried to explain to mom and to other people. It's like dogs can pick up on who is scared of them and who actually, you know, deals with dogs on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Cause you can tell and dogs can tell. And if they, if they feel like they're in danger or if they feel like you don't know how to handle them, that's when they'll start freaking yes. out at you. So, yeah, <laughs> I think back to where, to where dad once came over to our really, really old house, the mm-hmm. one in West Jordan, the first one we had, um, with Brutus. Mm-hmm. Now my dog, Brutus, he loved people. Oh yes. All people. Yes. Except dad. <laughs> he hated my dad. <laughs> And so we invited him and Bernice down for dinner once, mm-hmm. and we put Brutus outside, 
And the minute he saw him through the door, he went nuts. Really? I've never seen him go at somebody like this. And and wow. I even talked to dad before he came down. I said, do you have, because I didn't know at the time. So I have an issue with dogs. Oh, no, I love dogs. And so he came down and he just started going off and dad physically backed away. Really? From this dog. So I actually think he has a little bit of fear of dogs. But, uh. But then Brutus was nothing to be messed with. He wasn't a small dog no. either. And if he got mad or if he went after somebody, it could be intense. Yeah. But, That's um, funny. Yeah. Out of everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got along with babies, toddlers, oh, yeah. everybody. He was the most docile animal. And and I kind of <laughs> trained him that way. I mean, you remember when I first got him, when he was up here, and, you know, and people wanted to kind of roughhouse him, like, no, 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 just yeah. Let's keep him calm. I don't want him to be that kind of dog. The only one he ever did that to was with me because I allowed him to do it. Yeah. But he knew, you know, if you want to call the awful alpha situation, the awful alpha, <laughs> that's, uh, you know, he knew where he stood. Yeah. And so if I told him to stop, he would back down. Not that I ever beat the dog, but he would, you know, cower back mm-hmm. and knows where he was supposed to be. But for everyone else, he just wait for them to approach him. Yeah. Except for dad. <laughs> That's funny. He did not like that. Um, this one. I don't know what this is. Um, nomophobia. Apparently is a one of the newer types of teen phobias. Teen phobias. That's what it's saying. It's the fear of being without your a cell phone. phone. Hmm. Huh. Nomophobia. Apparently, that's a thing. Nomophobia. Well, I mean, I will say there there have been times <laughs> where I've forgotten my phone, and it is kind of panic-inducing. It is. Yeah. Because for some You're reason, like, crap, crap. Where is it? <laughs> it's it's all of a sudden like you are isolated. Yeah. From everything, and that if you don't have it, then you don't know. Yeah. No, I feel that. I feel that for sure. <laughs> I mean, to an extent when your phone dies too, yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, what if someone tries this? Yeah. What if someone's trying to get a hold of this? Gotta hurry and plug it in. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Turn on. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, mis- misplacing a phone and not being with it. Yep. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently that's nomophobia. Okay. So. Not a fear of gnomes. Not a fear of gnomes. That's good. <laughs> yeah. You take these words at, you know, face value. <laughs> Um, oh, this one, I'm sure, you know, hemophobia, um, uh, fear of blood, fear of blood. Yeah. Seeing blood and stuff like that. Um, nope. I, I don't think I have an issue with that. Nope. And I've seen, whew, I've seen some things. Yes. <laughs> that could be another episode, but I've, if I had a fear of blood, yeah, <laughs> that would be yeah. a problem. Would you say that? From all the things you have seen, that's helped you more or less, like be desensitized yeah. to the sight of blood. Yes. I've never been bothered by it in movies. Now, I don't seek it out. Now, I know we were discussing the, the scream thing, but normally in movies, it's so over the top. It is. And, and yeah. you know, now the actual realism that they go for sometimes, that could bother me. Mm. Like we were talking about the, uh, the 127 days when he hacks... His arm off. Yes. That. Yes. Can be a little cringe inducing. That's the closest I've ever come to fainting. 
Yeah. When I was in that theater watching that. Yeah. Yeah. To, to see him do that, you're like, yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. But then, and yes, I've seen the Deadpool movie. He does the same thing because Colossus has him, mm-hmm. the X-Men, and he's holding him. And he turns to the camera. You ever seen 127 Days? And he starts cutting his own arm off. Yeah. He says, and then he hits the blood, you know, the arteries like, oh, there's the money shot and blood spurts. Yeah. That now that doesn't bother me. No. Because it's just, you know, a lack of realism. And the fact is Deadpool. But you know. <laughs> we should devote a whole episode to how much we hate Deadpool. Absolutely. We could go off. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and the creator of Deadpool. Yes. And his, anyway. So especially with the third one coming out, which oh. I'm really torn because Hugh Jackman's in it. And I really like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, but it's also Deadpool three. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, can someone just see it for me and then tell me when I should watch yeah. for the Wolverine scenes and then when to leave when yeah. it's focused on Deadpool? Give me the Wolverine cut. That's right. Him. <laughs> and so, yeah, I like you, I have seen very graphic realism. Yes. Well, not graphic realism, but I've seen real situations with blood. Yes. And when I was working for Easton, we had a very old gentleman that did security for us. Mm-hmm. Do you remember him? I do. His name was Randy. Um, he came back from lunch or for some from break one day. Now I had been, I was a first responder at the time, mm-hmm. um, trained in first aid and whatnot. And um, I was out working and one of the ladies I work with ran in and said, Randy has just fallen down the concrete steps outside and he's bleeding all over the place. And he may have, you know, just maybe he's dead Mm -hmm. or broken. And so I went out there and that man was just covered in blood. Wow. His face, his hands. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly what happened, but I think he obviously broke something in his nose or something, but just blood everywhere. And that didn't bother me. You know, we just, Tried to calm him down. He wouldn't let us help him. That's what bothered me more. Yeah. It's like, we just want to clean this off. We got to see what the problem is. And he just wanted to drive home. He just wanted to take care of it and drive home. Yeah. And it's like, you can't do this. Right. Let us call an ambulance. You're obviously seriously injured. Wouldn't let us do it. And so I said, we can't physically restrain him. And so I told one of his, one of my coworkers, also one of his friends, I said, follow him home. Yeah. Just make sure that he gets there and that his wife knows that he's on his way. But that's probably the most most blood I've seen in real life, like in person. Yeah. Apart from myself, which I've never bled all that much, really. But um, to see it on somebody else. Yeah. And it, it never, it didn't bother me all that much. And so, but like you, I've seen beheadings mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, and that produces ample amounts of blood. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, um, those things, I think like you have really desensitized me to being grossed out by those kind of situations. Um, and speaking, and this is, this is off topic, but I don't know if you ever saw that video or the video of that serial killer that I may have mentioned. Um, he filmed himself killing scout age. Oh, yes. Yes, I did see that. I Um, did see that. And at one point, he has his kid laid out, and he's just hacking away his leg. Yep. And he pulled it out from his pants. Pulled the leg out from him after he cut it off. That disturbed me, but because of the coloring of the film, it wasn't 
all that overly graphic. It didn't seem real. No. Yeah. But just to watch him do it, and you're like, and I'm sorry, I couldn't look away. Maybe it's it's a sickness with me, but I couldn't click off. I, I just, have the same sickness. I watched the whole yeah. thing. Or like when he set their shoes on fire yeah. and he and he cut off the toes and things and like, or when he was hanging them, it's like, mm. but yet there I sat. Well, yep. Like what is wrong with me? Anyway. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Disturbing. 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 But. If you have any interest in hearing an episode like that, let us know. <laughs> mm. We have a lot of stories we, we could tell. There is a lot. We have seen a lot. Anyway, um, onward, beyond that, we're getting down to the end here. Um, it's this one. I I'm going to avoid that one. That didn't give me a... Necrophobia. <laughs> Fear of dead, fear of dying, fear of death, fear of death. Yeah. We've never discussed it. Do you fear dying? I do not. You do not. Nope. Even in the slightest. Nope. Have you ever been faced with something that seemed close like you were going to lose your life? No. Because I could say that I don't fear death. I mean, natural causes, dying of old age, the thought of that doesn't bother me. Yeah. Because it's going to happen. Sure. But uh, I think... (laughs) And this is more an irrational, well, it's not an irrational fear, but if someone were to come at me with a gun to my face, that might induce some fear. Yeah. Of, I'm yeah. about to die. Sure. That, But I think that's a different situation. I think a fear of being murdered and then a fear of dying. Exactly. Is probably yeah. two different situations. Yes. But, uh, yeah, like. Being really old or, or just passing away naturally is never really, that thought of it has never bothered me. No. So. Like, yeah, just, just the fear of, I think a lot of people fear death because they're, they're, it's the fear of the unknown <laughs> right. or it's fear of, you know, what happens after and all that. I'm not, and that doesn't bother me. Listening back to our episode with mom, she does have a fear of dying, mm-hmm. but it's not so much her leaving, but leaving us. Yeah. To deal with everything in her absence. Yes. That's where her fear stems from. So, but we, again, try to console her. We'll be, we'll be okay. <laughs> we'll be fine. It's all right. Okay. <laughs> um, we're down to about four. Okay. Um, nyctophobia. Fear of Nick. The fear of Nick. It's People funny. We have Nick. Nickophobia and Melissaphobia <laughs> and we have cousins named Melissa <laughs> That's and right. Nick. So nyctophobia is the fear of darkness, just okay. the fear of the dark. Um, now, apart from running up the stairs in the right. dark or, you know, a reflection in a window, I can sit in the darkness. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And not have any issues. I wake up in the middle of the night and stare at the ceiling. I'm not worried. I sometimes prefer that. Like just yeah. sitting quietly in the dark is very relaxing. It is. I, I can come home from work to some odd in the morning and just sit down in my kitchen lights off and mm-hmm. just thoroughly relax. Yes. I, there is no fear there. And, and, and again, that's something you try to instill into kids too. It's like until they experience otherwise, which they might at one point say, there's nothing in the darkness that isn't there in the light. Exactly. Now, if somebody pops out in the dark, then, then maybe that's cause for fear. Sure. But, uh, <laughs> if you're just shutting the lights off to go to bed, and all of a sudden you start seeing things like, no, it's just what was there 
previously is yeah. there now. Yeah. So calm down. Um, this one, which is what we just talked about anyway, is the ancient Greek version of death anxiety or the fear of dying. Mm. Um, cause apparently Thanatos, 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 Thanatophobia was the Greek personification of death. Now he's a distinction from Hades where he was the ruler of the underworld, but Thanatos was actually kind of like Grim Reaper right. style. And so Thanatophobia is the fear of being taken by death, I guess. Hmm. Okay. So not dying, but you know, having some, something come for you. Right, 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 right. I guess that would be somebody murdering you, killing you. Yeah. Which by the way, if you've seen the latest, uh, Puss in Boots <laughs> movie, has a lot to do with that. Yes. And I actually love. It's great. That character. Me too. That wolf is fantastic. It's really cool. He, he, that his eyes, the way, oh man, mm -hmm. that's a good character. I was impressed. Um, monophobia. Mono. 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 One. Being by yourself. Being alone. Again, <laughs> this family, no. <laughs> we prefer that. Yes. If there's an opposite of the phobia where we kind of seek it out. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. So <laughs> no one in this family has that. I don't think. Yeah. I, I, I don't seek out groups. No. I don't prefer groups. <laughs> I know. avoid them when I can. Yes. And so the last one, um, xenophobia. Fear of, uh, aliens, illegal aliens. <laughs> Let's see. Fear uh, of foreigners is a concept that most people should be familiar with to some extent. Generally speaking, most people would be most familiar with xenophobia in... Hold on. Where is it? Sorry, I just lost it. <sighs> Dang it. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Um, xenophobia in the form of, yeah, racism. Yeah. Um, a fear of other cultures and races yes so again i don't think i am gonna stop <laughs> i've never dealt with that issue me neither i was gonna try to do a little lump statement uh -huh. but <laughs> i'm going to anyway i've never dealt with with that problem i've never had that problem me neither what's funny is that i will see occasional videos pop up on on uh Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, whatever. And people will actually ask my generation, the Generation Xers, how did you deal or how did you avoid like this just consistent and persistent nowadays racial hatred yeah. or the race war that's persistent? And most people just respond like, we just didn't care. Yeah, just didn't care. It's like we grew up around everybody and it, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. And one guy even said it perfectly. He's like, we just want to be left alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And again, and again, that, that heads back to this fear of, of being alone. It's like, none of us had that. Nope. It's like, and if we were around others, as long as you left us alone, we left you alone. Yep. If we had a problem with somebody, it's because they were being an asshole to mm -hmm. us. And that, and that's the only reason, you know, it wasn't because the color of your skin or who, you know, where you're from or your political standing or anything is like. We don't like you because you're a jerk. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. You know, you treated me bad. You treated my friend badly. You treated my family poorly. 
that's the only reason. Yep. That's it. And I wish we would go back to that. <laughs> it's like, I want to hate you for a different reason. Yeah. <laughs> now I will say, um, in the, in my time when I was serving the Lord in misery, <laughs> um, were you in misery? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, okay. My own version. Yeah. Um, no, there, there, I, I became racist towards white people. <laughs> I started to really hate white people because they were the jerks. I understand that one. I there was one it. time I get a, it. A bunch of us went to went out to lunch to this pizza place. I was looking around, and there was like uh, all these you know white families in there, and there's like one table of this black. There was this black family. Yeah, and I asked my companion. I said, "If you had to go up and talk to someone." Who would it be? He looks around. He goes, the black family. Like, yep. That is so funny because I, I experienced the same thing. The first area I went to was the inner city of St. Louis, Missouri. Mm -hmm. Now, if you know anything about St. Louis and the inner city, it's a very dangerous, can be violent, especially yeah. East St. Louis usually ranks up to probably one of the most violent cities in the nation. Yeah. It usually does. But. Believe it or not, East St. Louis is in Illinois, not in Missouri. But um, the first area I went to was into the inner city. Yeah. And me and my companion were the only white people within, what, 10, 15 mile radius? Sure. All the way around. Yep. And um, we'd go work in the projects. And we're talking a building, just, if you, know, if you don't know what the projects are, it's just very, very cheap apartment housing. Yes. And uh, we'd walk up to it, and it's just riddled with bullet holes. It smells like urine. We found syringes. We found all uh, just everything. Mm -hmm. You know the rubber tubing because people are doing heroin and all mm -hmm. that. And uh, we walked up to this group, all in blue, right? Because Crips and Bloods are a very real thing. Yep. And uh, you know they had the the one button done up on their shirt. And the yep. rest was just hanging open. Yep. Pants low and guns sticking out of their waistband. They called us over. And here we are, two white guys in suits and talk about fear of death or being murdered. Sure. That was probably at the time because I was barely out there. But once we said who they were, the change in their demeanor, they're like, oh, I go to church every Sunday. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah. You know, my mama raised me to go to church. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And so we got along with them just fine. Absolutely. We even started asking, is there anybody we can talk to? And they started pointing out like apartments we mm -hmm. go knock on. But then we end up in a place called St. Peter's, Missouri, which is your higher end white neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I have never experienced so many door slams yep. or rudeness yep. as I did in that environment. 100%. And it's, it's insane. Yep. Well, as a white guy, I mean, I'll just admit it, it's not what you would expect right? in that environment, but, uh, maybe because we were raised different. <laughs> <laughs> we just raised, if, if you don't hate me, I'm not going to hate you. That's exactly. Really yep. so. <laughs> but that's it. That, that is my, uh, that's my thoughts on my list. All right. So it's interesting that, uh, you have to be afraid of Melissa and Nick now. Yeah. <laughs> And Melissa, gnomes. Yeah, Melissa, Nick, gnomes, brontosaurus, And three pans. And three pans. <laughs> and hippopotamus. And hippos, yep. Sorry, hippopotami. I um, know what it is. I will, I will say, 
the one really irrational fear that I have yes. and I still have is being mauled by a bear. Really? Yes. I have a wow. fear that a bear is going to come charging down here into this basement and maul me to death, <laughs> which makes no sense because there really aren't any bears around here. Right. Even if they're in the mountains, it's probably like black bears and they're, you don't have to worry about black bears. Yeah. They're but, relatively smaller. And yeah. They big. tend to stay away from people. Right. But I have a fear of being mauled to death by a grizzly bear. Wow. Yeah. Where do you think that stems from I for you? No idea. Maybe all those when animals attack shows I watched that could on be. Fox. That could be. Do you have an issue like if you go to the zoo and look at the bears? No. You don't have any like mm. a chill go through like oh. I Not. I mean, maybe like in the back of my mind, it's still kind of there, but I mean, it's in the zoo, so it's in a enclosed area and I know it's not going to escape. Yeah. I mean, uh, you've seen that video as well as I have where that, it's an older video where that lady was sitting next to this supposedly trained bear mm-hmm. and he just, it's a, it's a reporter and he just turns to her and just like swats yeah. at her and is like, tries to, but he's muzzled, but you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And he just went off on her. Yeah. yeah. Terrifying. And Bears then, are terrifying. Yeah. And then videos of people like falling into bear enclosures mm-hmm. in zoos and things like that. It's like, give it respect. Yeah. Just, it's behind, you know, a wall for a reason. Yes. So it's not a teddy bear. Leave yeah. it alone. Yeah. I don't know where that fear <laughs> comes from exactly, but it's there. Because you've never come face to face with a, or even no. close, like out in the, to a real bear. No. I've never seen a bear out in the wild. Yeah. Yeah, neither have I. So, but they're just they're just godless killing machines that <laughs> that just don't care and they'll just rip you in half just for the fun of doing it. Yeah, it seems that way. That's funny. Yeah. Oh man. But anyway, let us know your fears. Yes. What are you afraid of? Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. Sister's afraid of. Uh, she has claustrophobia. I know niece is afraid of thunder. Mm-hmm. Mom's um, afraid of dogs. I'm afraid of bees and earthworms. So <laughs> I'm afraid of grizzly bears. <laughs> the bear's going to break down the basement door yeah. and, and, <laughs> maul, and maul me to death. Maul Troy to death in his sleep. <laughs> now, if it was a bear in deep water, <laughs> then that's double. The scuba terrifying. bears? The dreaded scuba bear. <laughs> that's right. I guess that'd be polar bears. Well, that's true. Yeah. And they are excessively violent as well. Yes. Don't don't be fooled by the fact that they live in snow. Yeah. But <laughs> don't be fooled by its commonplace appearance. <laughs> uh okay. Well anyway. that's it for this episode. Uh thanks for listening if you did. Give uh, us a like. Give yes. us a listen. Share us around. Give us a comment. Give us a rating. All that. All the good stuff. And make sure to tune in next week when you hear the brothers ramble about another topic. See ya. Don't be scared. See ya.